Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going back to the alcoholism subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Um, One of the uh, there, there's a couple interesting uh, posts on here, but I just wanted to kind of address, um, you know, something pretty quickly because uh, just to make it clear on my stance on alcohol, you know, how much is the right amount, how much, you know, I, I, I hear this a lot from the, the subreddits or, you know, especially in the, the addiction ones uh, for alcohol, because we've, as a society, we have come to, um, normalize the overconsumption of alcohol not just the consumption but the overconsumption of alcohol if you think about it we have a movie called the hangover right very funny movie i've actually never seen it but i've, I've seen clips of it seems so it seems like it's funny um but that being said uh we do have a culture where we encourage this kind of stuff and it, we kind of we normalize it right um so just to be clear on where i stand on it and you know this is something to ask yourself right? So where I stand on it, if you are, if you feel the need to get drunk every single time you drink, then you, then you might uh, want to reconsider drinking. In my opinion, there's not really any reason to get uh, to the point where you're drunk, even if you're buzzed. I, you know, if you want to drink it because it tastes good with tacos and that's fine. you know, but if you're drinking it to get drunk, you might want to reconsider your relationship with alcohol now. Um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, just ask yourself that question. You know, why is it that I need to get drunk every single time I drink alcohol? Is it because I talk funny? Is it because I enjoy things more? Is it because I do things like this more? You might want to ask yourself why it takes an, a, a, a significant amount of alcohol to get to that point where you enjoy life. Um, just, you know, questions to ask yourself. I'm not judging anybody here, but, uh, I'm just letting you know, that's probably a good litmus test and something you should ask yourself if you are out drinking, you know, am I getting drunk? Do I feel the need to be drunk every single time I drink? You know, what are the parameters? Am I, and, and by drunk, I am including buzz once again, right? I'm including that buzz feeling. Uh, cause typically for addicts, especially, especially alcoholics, once you get the buzz, you want to get to the next level because it feels good. Right. Um, now not everybody does, but if even that buzz is enough to, um, lead to bad decisions as well. So be careful with all of that. Either way, let's go over to the first post over here. Uh, whoops, move this one over. Uh, 15 days sober. I did a detox in a hospital and now I am home for some days. I don't feel the need to drink at all. Is it normal? I thought I would miss alcohol. Would it come later? What should I do to prepare myself if it comes? Um, So I would say it's not a matter of if. It's probably more of a matter of when. Um, But at the same time, you know, I I would be a hypocrite if I said that nobody, uh, you know, gets... No, actually, you know, I have, yeah, I've gotten cravings. It, it took a, it took a long time for me to get cravings. So, um, for me, I would just always remember. Um, so first off, and, and this is uh, something to think about with a lot of the things that you do. 
always have a strict rule in place, right? So for, I'll give you an example, right? For social anxiety, I have a very strict rule in place. What is that rule? Well, if somebody asks me if, because they need help to do something, this mostly occurs with like church functions, but it, you know, any, any social thing of any sort, somebody needs help moving, somebody needs any of that stuff, right? If somebody needs help and they ask me for it, and I don't have a better reason to, or I don't have a great reason to not go, then I have to do it because it's a, it's something that doesn't require too much gray area thinking. It's just black and white. Do I have a great reason to not go? Okay, then we're going, right? And if it's for a good cause, obviously, like if somebody wants to go out to, to, to a bar, you know, then I probably, that'll probably be lower on my totem pole than something else, right? Um, but uh, going back to this, right? Um, I think that you have to also uh, think about it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in the sense of, well, what foundationally can you do? So first off, have a community of people out around you who uh, are, who want you to be sober, right? If you're around a bunch of people who are waiting for you to fall, that's not great. Because um, whether they, whether they um, know it or not, to a certain degree, they're going to have a level of, um, they're going to contribute to a level of sabotage to your, your sobriety. Um, so that's why, you know, for me, I mainly have, um, in terms of friends now, I mainly hang out with Christians because they help, uh, help me further my faith. They help me to not stumble. And, you know, if any of us do stumble, we let each other know right away, because we know that everybody wants the best for each other. So, um, so you know, for you, I would say to go around, you know, try and find other people who are sober or, you know, don't need to have a drink every single time they go out. Listen, I have a friend who every single time he goes out, he's always like, okay, what's, where's, what, what do they have to drink? What do they have to drink? Right. Every single time that was me too, you know? Um, and so if you're with that kind of friend, you might want to reconsider, um, you don't have to cut them off completely. It'd be, that'd probably be the best case scenario if you could, but if not, then, um, try and limit your time with them. So, um, but yeah, you know, have a community of people like that. So, you know, you don't trip up. Remember to uh, replace the void that alcohol has given you uh, or th that uh, replace the void that uh, was, that is there now that alcohol isn't there. Uh, meaning do not do it. Do not uh, replace it with a drug of choice. Uh, tr try and replace it with something that is fulfilling something because that's usually what I find people who drink like a, a crazy amounts of alcohol. Usually it's to feel something. You'll find that you'll hear that a lot with people, um, especially in my generation and, and younger. But, uh, you know, oh, I'm trying to feel something. Right. I, I always remember hearing that. And then, you know, you wake up the next day up. Uh, you don't remember anything, but you feel, you know, your back's your back's all messed up because you did something weird. And, you know, it's just it's terrible, man. Um, it, it really makes me wonder, like, why I kept doing it, you know, now that I'm out of it. But, you know, once you're in it, you don't really feel like you can get out, you know. Um, but anyway, why don't we go over to the next post? So once again, you know, have have a foundation of, of things to keep you occupied. Once again, um, Idle Hands Make the Devil's Workshop. So uh, try and keep yourself um, try and keep yourself busy with fulfilling things or things that are profitable. So, you know, a job, those types of things. Uh, you know, wh whatever can feel, you know, feels fulfilling and it's within a good, within, it's within morals. How about that? <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, uh, next post, uh, best way to help irritation when getting clean. It's getting, it's really getting to me just so angry. I want to be sober. So I'm going to keep doing it despite the feelings. I feel bad lashing out though. Any advice on how I can not snap at people? It's kind of a knee jerk reaction. So I'm trying to be aware of it. Um, so yeah, you, before some, uh, so we've, we've already talked about this, uh, I think on Tuesday, I think for the anger subreddit, um, we talked about assessing the situation. Um, but one thing you can do when, when you have this knee jerk reaction, right. Is to completely stop yourself. Right. So, um, I, I, there's a lot of people who I know where, when they're talking, they just end up, um, it's almost like they're, they're on instinct the entire conversation. Um, and it, it's like, they're, they're just kind of knee jerking to like everything, like every little thing that they're talking about. And so for you, I would just say to be more conscious in those conversations, um, hang on to the words a little bit more. Um, and that way it can kind of help you so that you're not derailed or anything like that, or, uh, things like that. Now, the only reason why I say that is because uh, when you are more engaged in the conversation, it can usually help you to understand the other person's point of view when they're talking. You know, you you start to figure out their inflections. You start to hear, um, you know, certain aspects of them. And they and the other thing is they feel heard as well. Now, when you uh, you know if they say something that irritates you a little bit, you have to make sure that you you uh, address it. So uh, not address it out loud, but um, point it out to yourself. I'm really angry at what they just said. Right. Um, I wonder why I'm angry. You know, now you don't have to go into a full philosophical uh, conundrum in your head at that point, but just point it out. Hey, I'm really angry right now, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to um, allow that to come out here. Um, Take and also Take a quick second. You don't have to respond to things right away. Give you an example. If somebody says, um, "Hey, Lucky, what do you what do you think is the most fulfilling thing about being a podcaster?" That's a big question, right? So I wouldn't just straight. I wouldn't just be like, "Oh, yeah, the most fulfilling thing is uh, having people listen to me." You know? No, I take a second. You know, it's interesting that you asked that, right? It, it took a second, right? Like to, to, by the way, I don't really have a great answer for that. But either way, you see how I took a couple seconds. Take a couple seconds before you answer to assess everything that's going on. You do not have to answer right away to every single question that is given to you. You can take a second. You can, you know, um, comprehend what, uh, you know, what's going on with, uh, or, you know, assess the situation once again. Or to um, you know think about your answer, give a good, good, well thought out answer um, instead of I don't know, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and listen, I think the other thing you have to do is accept that this is a part. This is a, a part of the sobriety process for you. Obviously, not everybody feels that way, but uh, I know that there are some people that that get like that when they um, when their drug of choice is taken away, right? Because that was their coping mechanism before. Now that they don't have a coping mechanism. Well, they don't have anything to contain the anger, right? It's it's almost like having a having like a a crutch or something like that, and then even though your body doesn't need it, and then one day, you know, all of a sudden your body is is trying to 
use muscles it's never used before, right? And so now you're sore because your mu- these muscles have never been used before because you've been uh, walking in a in a um, in a different way, right? Uh, don't know if that's the best metaphor there, but you, I think you guys understand the idea, right? Um, as long as we keep using our drug of choice as a crutch to get away from problems, do certain things like that, then we're not going to be able to solve them on our own. So when you get sober, it's going to seem like, oh man, the alcohol was better. It's not. It's not. It's just that you are so used to having that as a tool that it feels comfortable to you. It, it feels, uh, no, it, it doesn't feel like a mystery to you. So that's why people te- typically will feel like, oh man, this is so difficult because my drug of choice was the thing that I always went to before. So anyway, um, had anyone been accused of drinking despite being sober? I guess I deserve it, but it really irks me when I get accused when I'm sober and struggling to be so. It makes me feel like I can't even be in a good mood without someone suspecting that I've drank. The devil on my shoulder tells me uh, I might I may as well be drunk if I'm going to get accused anyway. I'll remain sober. It still sucks nonetheless. Yeah, and um, I think you want to make sure that if they if you know these are people who who you call your friends, right? We've talked about this before. The difference between friends and acquaintances. Um, with friends, obviously, they will want to the best for you, so they may call you out on things. Um, but at the same time. You might want to also assess the situation. It sounds like, you know, I know you said it's, uh, you know, you may have deserved it, right? Um, you may want to ask yourself, well, what have I, what did I do that makes these people so un, um, what's the word, uh, untrusting of me? Uh, you know, and then also see what, what you can do. You know, is there certain aspects of my personality that are dragging over from the alcohol, right? Uh, now, obviously, people could just be assuming that you're drunk, even though, or assuming that you're drinking um, just from the fact that your your history, right? Um, so all you have to do is just to continue to better yourself. That will prove them wrong. Now, obviously, I, and I always have a problem with people doing things just to prove people people wrong, because what happens after you prove them all wrong? Well, you have to find something else to motivate you. So I'd rather just have the other thing that motivates you first which should be for the betterment of your health, the, you know, things that um, can sustain you past that point of, you know, getting the haters out, you know, proving the haters wrong, all that stuff. I don't think it's a bad, like, mo- of first start, right? Like, I know some people who were overweight, and then they got fat shamed, and then they just skyrocketed up. I'm not saying that's healthy, or but, uh, you know, they skyrocketed to, you know, to get fit and did it, right? Um don't know if they kept it off or not. Right. So that's the other part of it. That's kind of why I'm saying it. Um, it's, it's a good start off point. I mean, it can be a good start off point, but it's not like a great sustaining thing. Right. Because, you know, what are you going to say for the rest of your life? Like, Oh yeah, I'm proving the haters wrong. Like, no, you, you, you probably proved them all wrong. Like a couple years ago. Right. So you want to have something that is more, um, if there was nobody around you, what would your motivation be, right? To get healthy, to to uh, to live longer, right? Like those are obviously big goals. Whatever whatever it is that sustains you. Uh, but and listen, by the way, I'm open to people um, having that as a motivating factor. To me, it, like logically speaking, it just doesn't sound like it would be good long term. You know, it could be a good spark, but you know that that's all it seems like to me. So, um, but yeah, I would just say you know continue to. 
uh, live soberly, continue to better yourself. And, you know, if they still can, if they, and you also have to think about it. Um, I don't know how long you've been um, sober for, but you know, it, it takes a little while for people to like actually trust that you've been on the, the, um, you know, you've been on track this whole time. Right. So you may want to just continue, uh, sorry, you want to continue doing what you're doing, you know, staying sober, all that kind of stuff so that, you know, um, eventually there, there's going to have to be, there's going to be so much empirical evidence that you are sober that they have pretty much no other choice, but to, but to be, to, but to either say, uh, well, they'll probably still go back to drinking anyway. Um, which in which case you drop that friend because that that's no use to you or they say, oh, wow, I, Hey man, I just needed to see results and I see it. Congratulations. Right. And, you know, listen, I, I have some friends that I don't like completely, like whenever they say they're sober or whatever, I don't completely trust them on it. Just to be fair. I just, I really don't. Um, I try, I just say, congratulations. That's cool. But, you know, I don't give them like a, you know, I, I don't, I, I still have my reservations about it and, you know, uh, it is what it is, but, um, but ultimately if they are sober, if they, if everything seems like it's all working out, then I, pff, I'm happy, you know, good for you. I'm happy that everything's working out, but you know, it's uh, the burden of proof is on you. So either way, guys, hopefully this, uh, you enjoyed this episode. Remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Uh, once again, the alcoholism subreddit will be in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.